Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood from Marketplace. I thought I would start sharing what's happening in my little world of tech and business with you. So here's what's going on this week. The Super Bowl is happening in my backyard and all kinds of companies have been promising that it is going to be the most techiest Super Bowl ever. Okay, but what does that mean? We already know that Levi Stadium has tech to the gills. There's Wi-Fi and then there's apps that let you order drinks to your seat and see the shortest lines. People at the Super Bowl will actually be able to watch Super Bowl ads on their phones. Genius. But what does this mean for the fan who's not at the game, but nearby? I went down to the Giants Super Bowl City installation in San Francisco to find out. So we are entering Super Bowl City. We're at Market Street and Pine in San Francisco and Road 250, there it is. The official app of the Super Bowl. All right, so I did get a location-based notification at the Macy's Star Zone that I could enjoy shareable moments and get ready to show off your best end zone dance in the Macy's Star Zone. All right, now we're at our first snack booth. Let's check out the prices. <laughs> I see corn dogs, so at least we haven't at least we haven't totally San Francisco fied. Okay, okay. So it is because you can get a young kale, turkey, quinoa, squash, cranberry, and chevre something. Maybe a sandwich. I swear to God, I saw a lady with a corn dog. Where did she even get that? Oh, it's called a frog dog. Oh yeah, okay. But it's inserted in a freshly baked French baguette. We are so San Francisco right now. All anyone is doing at Super Bowl City is standing in line. Okay, so we have we have come across some technology. This is the quarterback challenge. Oculus virtual reality headgear and that dude's the quarterback right now. 155. Quarterback rating. Oh. Yeah. yeah. All right, you ready? Quarterback challenge, SAP. All right, there you go. You're all good. Oh, now I have audio too. Oh, God. Oh, I missed it. Of course, I'm. Oh, oh, keep shooting at that target. There you go. Yes. Now I'm in Super Bowl 50. Hey, good job. You got a 147 QB rating. I'll take it. Yes, that's great. Not as good as that old dude, but... <laughs> it was better than my first time. Like you got one, the highest is 158. You got 147. Yeah, you did good. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the like what all is here and how techy it is? I'd be more than happy to. Yeah. Okay. So my name is Bonnie Rothenstein, and I'm the vice president of communications for SAP. Having Super Bowl 50 in the heart of the Silicon Valley and the Bay Area. I mean, it is. The host committee's whole mantra is this will be the most technologically advanced Super Bowl ever. Got the biggest technology companies involved here to really not only helping with the Levi's Stadium, when you're in the stadium there's different apps and different things, even ordering your food. Technology runs throughout the entire Super Bowl experience, not just the game, it's everywhere. So after a couple hours in Super Bowl City, it's clear that there is a lot of tech going on, but it's in that way where they want you to download an app and be part of an experience. And you're probably not going to do it. You're really just there to grumble about the $9 beer and the $20 sandwiches and look at a bunch of brands. Uh, just as a side note, walking around Super Bowl City are some of the scariest looking security guys I have ever seen. They are festooned with guns and like tack gear and maybe grenades. Let's just say that they don't make me feel safe. In fact, I'm sorry to say I was too afraid to take a picture. Anyway, it seems like all my conversations lately are about either the Super Bowl or about politics. Apologies to the jobs report. Unfortunately, a lot of these conversations about politics are on Facebook. Either people are offending each other in their comments 
or they're asking their friends not to post about politics at all. And that's interesting because it highlights this weird paradox that is Facebook. It's a safe space. In some ways, it's blocked off from the rest of the internet, but it's totally not a safe space. You might post a link to a political article thinking that it's just between you and your like-minded friends, and then you might be totally shocked when someone you barely know or knew a really long time ago gets all upset and pops off in the comments. Because see, if you've used Facebook for a long time like I have, almost since the beginning, you've got these landmines out there. Nobody I know has gone back to categorize their friends into buckets so that they can safely post to this bucket or that bucket. And so you get lulled. You're chatting with your friends, like things you have in common. And then someone shows up out of nowhere and starts treating what you think of as your feed, like the comments section on YouTube. It's kind of a cognitive disconnect. I mean, you expect that on Twitter, but this is your walled garden with your handpicked friends. And pretty soon you find that you are more comfortable posting pictures of your children than your actual true opinions. That is weird. Between that phenomenon and the Bernie bros debate, the real takeaway seems to be that everybody loses when politics is on the internet. All right, with that in mind, here's a quick reading recommendation before I go. Seven Eves by Neil Stevenson. You might have seen Kai and me tweeting about it a few weeks back. It's a really good book in its own right, especially if you're into space and survival. Ooh, side note, have you guys been watching The Expanse on sci-fi? Watch The Expanse. Okay, but Seven Eves. There's also this very subversive undercurrent about social media, like social media that borderline destroys humanity. That's all I'm going to say about it because I don't want to spoil it, except that I found it sort of extreme when I read the book, and now I'm not so sure. Maybe I'll try to call Neil Stevenson and ask him about it. Until next time, friends, I'm Molly Wood. Talk soon.